0: For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Just mention BSN Denver.
2: This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. we going to work crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. and Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver.
1: Listeners, we are excited to tell you about some game changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible. So make sure you check them out. This CBD infused coffee has taken away long term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS. It has helped decrease anxiety you name it. CBD is all natural and non psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2018 at checkout and you will get it shipped straight to your door. Now let's start the show. Why hello to everyone out there and welcome in. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Jesse Montano, and I am here alongside... The other person that is still in about to be very snowy Denver, Colorado in just a few hours, AJ Hayfley. AJ, can your bones feel it? Can your bones feel the snow coming? No. Mine can. And they're very sad.
2: Oh, life is hard.
1: And they're, and they're very much not looking forward to the morning commute in all that snow.
2: Life is definitely hard. Life is very hard. You are correct. That part does really suck. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the sympathy.
2: I mean, I definitely do feel for you. <laughs> Tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning when I roll out of bed, uh, mm. I will absolutely be feeling for you.
1: Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm glad yes. I'm, I'm actually thinking of me.
2: That's what dogs are for, dog. That's right.
1: How are you doing today? Are, are, you, uh, are you sad? Are you wanting to yell at your boss? Are you angry? What boss? the big boss no the boss that signs your paycheck
2: uh, no I don't feel like yelling at Brandon today.
1: Well I guess Jared Bedner doesn't technically sign Nathan McKinnon's paycheck but uh, Nathan McKinnon was not too happy with him you and I touched on it last night before we uh, before we jumped out of that uh, of that show post game at the time we said hey you know on altitude you couldn't really see who he was yelling at what was going on sportsnet had a camera fixed on Nathan McKinnon when he started yelling they made sure to get all of it all the way up to the fall off the bench initial thoughts when you saw the full thing you and I were still actually at the hound uh what did you think straight away
2: it's not a big deal man
1: and has your position changed since no why isn't it a big deal? Because I've seen some people freaking out today on social media.
2: Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of the people that are freaking out on social media are the same ones who freak out that Jared better doesn't show enough emotion during games. <laughs> so it's really just, it's, it's really just, I'm, I'm mad that the abs are losing and things aren't perfect in my life right now. And I get it. Like this is incredibly frustrating. I, I, I don't know. I, I probably could have crushed a watermelon between my thighs last night. I was so frustrated after the game. Mm-hmm. Like I I just I get it. Like I understand everybody's annoyance with the general existence of everything right now. <laughs> um, I I'm totally there. Like I'm I'm with you. This sucks. The stretch sucks. The stretch of hockey to we've had to sit through has sucked. And I think it's just, everybody agrees. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, these things happen. Um, you know, every single time that there's one of these things happens on the ice, you know, there's a fight uh, on the ice or whatever. And it's like, look, like, this is stuff that just boils over. Right. Um, you know, I'm... It's to me, I'm sorry. It's just, it just isn't that big of a deal to me. This isn't, this isn't like the catalyst to Nathan McKinnon requesting a trade in three weeks. Um, anything you know, like nothing stupid, you know. And go go ahead,
1: go ahead. I'll follow it up when you're done. Go ahead.
2: I just, for me, I'm just not, I'm not concerned about it. These things happen when you're losing games. And you have expectations for yourself. These things that you notice how this didn't happen two years ago when they didn't have any expectations for themselves and they, they weren't trying to do. They weren't they weren't thinking of themselves in a certain way. This yeah. stuff never took place. So um, yeah. I, I'm I'm for me, this is just this is a frustrated team that believes it's it's significantly better Than it's shown recently. And I, I mean, I, I certainly agree with them. That's, what's made this such a frustrating stretch to watch. This is a, this is a good hockey team that has played poorly. Um, and when they've played well, they've still lost games. So I should say it's a good hockey team. That's produced poor results despite everything else. And that's really, that's, that's the kind of stuff that just makes you want to drop a baby on its head. It's so frustrating, man. (laughs) Like, I mean, not, you know, obviously like not, not really. I I just mean it's just exhausting Mm. and you just want something in anything. Please change to, to just magically fix this. Because if I have to sit through another, you know, whatever I'm, you know, it's, it's just going to suck.
1: It's a little scary that they're sitting at 48 points
2: (laughs) Just they may little, never win again. It's
1: a little too ominous. Bum, 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 AJ, we don't know exactly what was said between the two. Basically, what, what we've heard, what we've seen, what, what people have reported, what eyewitnesses have said, is it sounds like Nathan McKinnon was upset about something. Jared Bednar told him, just do your job, and that did not sit too well with Nathan McKinnon. Is that...
2: Uh, is that fair? I'm not going to get into the specifics of it. Nobody n- the only the only people who know for sure what was said were the people who were there. And for anybody else, it the rest of us are going to be in 100% projecting on that, and I'm not interested in doing that. I'm not going to try and draw conclusions off of a part of a conversation that you know, I think I I, I was able to lip read. Mm-hmm. On on this on this replay or whatever, like I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not getting into that kind of nonsense because it's what's 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 to gain from it. What what are any of us going to get out of it if we if we suss out half of this conversation and try to build the other half based on what we think we've we've got here? What are you getting out of it?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean.
2: I, I, I don't, I don't see the positive in it and I, guess I don't. It's different.
1: S- it's different because you and I both see this the same way. And, and even AD agrees with us, you know, he put it out on Twitter. This really isn't that big of a deal, but I guess for people who do see it as kind of a big deal, maybe what was said, who quote unquote started it, maybe, maybe would play a bit of a factor, but you know, I like, like, like I just said, I guess for you and I, you're, you're hundred percent right. It, it probably doesn't make much of a difference.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I'm, for me, dude, I'm just not, it's, it's the kind of drama that I think is the absolute worst nonsense in sports.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, It's the kind of stuff I don't, I don't like reporting on because it's very TMZ. It's very, it's very voyeurism. And he said, he said kind of nonsense. And it's like, Ooh, there's drama. Like right. it's two pissed off dudes after a game they lost that they should have won. Why is this such a revelation?
1: Right.
2: So. Um for me I'm just I'm I'm not dude, I'm Nathan, we've seen Nathan McKinnon freak out and and throw fits and break sticks and do all kinds of uh nonsense this season when he's been frustrated. This is just another one. Just add it to the list. For me, I just don't think it's it's not a big deal.
1: All right, well, so let's take this <laughs> I know we've just spent the last few minutes saying this is not a big deal, but if Nathan McKinnon finds this a big enough, actually, you know, not even if Nathan McKinnon finds this a big deal. This is Jared Bednar's third year. He had the 48-point year. He had a good year last year.
2: Yeah, 95-point year.
1: They they get off to a good start, and now they can't seem to get it back on track. It's been one month-plus. I, you know i don't uh a month and a week since uh since that, that eastern road trip where they went two and two and got spanked by tampa bay is is jared bednar's message maybe starting to fall on deaf ears have these players already tuned him out is it time to move on
2: no i'm i'm not having that conversation yet for one uh if you're doing it in season you're punting on the season because you're likely bringing in an interim it would not be like uh Montreal's firing of um Michelle and to bring in Claude Julien who right. got who was fired by Boston like a week earlier oh. you know that's that's not the conversation that's being had um the the whole Joel Quinville thing isn't going to happen um uh, those people that that continue to cram it down my my uh, Twitter mentions um, it's not going to happen. That's a, that's a bridge burned. Um, right. I don't, I don't ever like saying like this would never happen because we don't, you know, live in a All world of a absolutes like happened. that, mm. but it's, I would say it's very, 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 very unlikely that Joel Quinville would even take a phone call about this job. Because of how things ended here, and that's—I mean—that's unfortunate. That sucks. If if Joel Quenville was, would be legitimately interested in it, hey, maybe I would feel differently. I I could I would most definitely feel differently about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just just
1: not in. It's just not in the cards. It's,
2: it's well, good, and, good. and in season. Um, you know, you're so what you're going to fire him next week. And right now who's taking over?
1: Well, so that's Nolan Pratt, what, Ray Bennett. That, that's what I was about to ask you is because, you know, you do, you see all these people. Oh, he needs to go one, one Twitter user in particular. Uh, actually, not even just one. There's a lot that I've seen that are, are adamant that, that he should be, uh, I almost said traded, fired. But, what's the one thing that gets people in a lot of trouble in life is you don't think about what happens next you know, there's the, the, obviously the line in Batman where I I'm, I'm like a dog. I chase a card, but I don't know what to do with it. If I catch it. All right. So you fired Jared Bedner. now what? And, and, and so I guess what I'm asking is if the abs were to do that in a crazy hypothetical world, what would be the next move? Is there a next move?
2: I mean, you've got to, you you've got to bring somebody in because if you <laughs> if you if you bring if you don't have somebody lined up already and outside of outside of Q uh I haven't heard a single a, a single name mentioned that I think hey, you know, maybe that's a good idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, um, you know, maybe maybe find a find an interim candidate that makes sense. That's, you know, whatever, like find a, find a guy who doesn't have a job right now, which already you're off on the wrong foot because the guy doesn't have a job. Right. Like right. That's, that's already a concern.
1: No. And, and I think that's a good, I think it's a good point to bring up is yeah. If you do this right now, yeah, you're, you're picking from the scraps outside of, of Joel Quinville, who again, we just established would not be coming here who's out there that that you know gets your gets your mouth watering no one
2: i mean there's, no there's just there's there's the coaching market it's it's so funny cuz it's such like a like what like what do you, which retread would you want them to go after you want them to go after mike yo like he's available
1: <laughs> right
2: you know yeah. like cuz that's that's kind of what you're talking to you're talking about somebody who's been fired for something or you're talking about trying to get another up and coming coach, which is what they've tried the last three times since since Q. Right. So which you know, which which route do you want to go? You know, there's oh, we need to hire an established NHL guy with this with the history of winning. Oh. Since those <laughs> grow on trees.
1: Yeah, they're everywhere. You haven't heard
2: right. Like there's what, like, a handful of those guys in the league at any given time where you're like, oh, well, this guy's got a history of winning and he's a dope coach and his players like him and he can coach in the modern day game. And there's this, and that. Yeah. No, do you, like, I mean, you're there probably- are like, let's be realistic here. There are maybe like 15 to 20 NHL coaches that are actual NHL coaches. Mm-hmm. There are more jobs than there are people capable of doing the job well and at any given time there's probably eight like in my opinion there's probably about eight good coaches in the nhl Mm -hmm. and with how quickly the game changes you have maybe a decade with that guy right you know like even if even if jared bedner is actually a phenomenal coach and it's funny because as much as I've been like, no, they don't need to fire him. I've never, I've never really like given a real opinion on what I think of, of JB as a coach. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, like my, my, my feelings on it are irrelevant. It's so much of coaching. And what's, what's funny to me about the whole Jared Benner's is a horrible coach. He needs to be fired. Is that so much of what a coach does to be successful is stuff we're never privy to. Mm -hmm. Conversations we don't see. You know, it's like people want to fire a head coach because of what he does on the fourth line. Oh, I played Gabe Bork too much. It's not costing them games. Find me any of the games in in the last six weeks that they've lost where the change of playing Gabe Bork or scratching Gabe Bork has made the difference. He's been scratched the last, like, four games. Hadn't made a damn bit of difference. So, you know... That's the stuff people oh they should fire him because of this or that. They disagree on the on the the guy that goes in and plays goalie that particular night. Like it's like lineup stuff. Oh, he's not he doesn't he doesn't get angry enough with the officials. You know, you you know what he doesn't do is he does not ride officiating throughout a game because he just he tells his team, hey, we're gonna control what we're gonna control. For me, I think it's a good and healthy and positive mindset. Um and and even with all that. Jared Benner is a coach. I can't, I can't judge them. I don't feel like any of us can judge the guy because we don't know what goes into all the stuff that happens behind the scenes. We don't know what communication looks like on a day-to-day basis with players. We don't know how that locker room feels about him. We don't know. I mean, anytime we've talked to him, we've gotten a certain answer. Now, of course, we're unlikely to get because it's it's hockey. We're unlikely to get uh, you know, oh I can't stand that guy. Right. But we knew that there were players under Patrick Waugh that weren't that that weren't excited about playing for him anymore, that were frustrated with him. Uh we heard it in and and it wasn't it wasn't that they were like, Oh, we're we're over this, but you knew like being around the team a little bit like you knew which guys didn't have a great relationship. And certainly after he left uh, when there were, there were certain comments that were made from a handful of players, you knew which ones didn't have a great relationship. That's the stuff that we're not privy to. We don't, we don't see that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly naive for guy on Twitter to think that he understands what all goes into being a successful or unsuccessful NHL head coach. It's incredibly naive and it's just, it's, it's just nonsense. Like, Oh, you put this guy on this line or this guy on that line and that's oh, okay. And then you go like great coaching.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree hundred percent. I, I think the, you know, I say it all the time, and people call me a homer. I, I think people freak out sometimes for no reason because they're passionate and they're emotional, and you want to see your team do well. But uh, I, I think people get uh, get get way too carried away way too quickly, and it it uh, drives me nuts. Anything else to add on coaching, Jared Bednar, or Nathan McKinnon?
2: Uh, I don't think it's a huge deal. Um... You know, for all the Jared Bednar is a terrible coach and blah, 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 blah. Jared Bednar is also the guy that got Nathan McKinnon out of the funk and into superstar status. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that helped pull him out of it. So um, I think everybody would do well to remember, including Nathan McKinnon, if, if there's any question about it. Everybody would probably do well to remember that. All right.
1: Well, there you go. Let's take our first break. When we come back, The NHL trade deadline is just over a month away. You start to hear some names come up, guys that might be out there, maybe guys that might be a fit if the Avs decide to do something. We'll talk about if we think the Avs will do something. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. We will be right back. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. AJ Hafley and Jesse Montano sitting here talking some abs on an off day, a very snowy Friday here in Denver, Colorado, as AD is with the team on the Eastern Canada Swing. You got me and AJ taking you home on the heading into the weekend. AJ, I mentioned it there at the end of the last segment, NHL trade deadline. 1 p.m. Mountain Time, February 25th. I want to start this off by asking you about maybe the, uh, perhaps, the most notable name that could be on the move, especially in light of today's kind of mystery events. Sergey Bobrovsky has said he won't be back to Columbus. He is a pending unrestricted free agent, and apparently something happened on... The team's trip to Tampa Bay that they said did not align with the team's core values. He was sat tonight, didn't even dress for the uh, Blue Jackets game against, I believe it was against the Nashville Predators, I think is being played right now. Do you think Sergei Bobrovsky is, uh, is with a new team come February 26th?
2: Uh, you got to think so at this point. I would have said no going into this, but the combination of uh how poorly he's played this year. Um, and of course it helps that they won tonight um without him. Right. Uh and Corpus Allo, um played played well. Uh played a decent game. I watched a little bit of that one. Um oh. the the com the com that combination right there, I think is um big as and the fact that they just told him to go away right you know like that's a I think they're pretty safe bet to be a playoff team mm-hmm. um you know they're they're the third best team in the Metro they aren't dealing with the uh the the, the same kind of uh clog if you will that's going on in the in the Atlantic Mm-hmm. Um, it's really kind of like Columbus and the Islanders for that third spot. And then Carolina's a, they're, they're, they're there, I guess they're involved. So, mm-hmm. uh, but really like, I think Columbus is a legit playoff team and that's with Bobrovsky having not played well this year. Um, you know, he's only got like a 906 save percentage, I believe, Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is, and I talked about, uh, I talked about this on the, uh, I went on a Rangers podcast earlier, uh, and talked about this at length. I don't know what a Bobrovsky deal looks like. I have absolutely no idea what that guy's value is. Yeah. Especially given one, he's a pending UFA. He's on the wrong side of 30 and, uh, supposedly his contract ask has been really high and he hasn't played well. And now now you throw maybe a potential personality grenade into the mix. What do you like? Like, how do you value that guy in a deal? Because for me, I'm like, look, from Colorado's perspective, they've got something that very few other teams are going to be able to offer in, in a trade. And that's a starting caliber goaltender in return. Right you know, and feel how you want to feel about Varley. And obviously his recent play hasn't been good enough, but <laughs> neither has Bobrovsky's, but they both have long track records, long careers of success as starters, you know, various amount of success. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Bobrovsky has been the better starter, but for me, I start by saying, Hey, I'll just, I'll flip you Bob for Varley. And then, you know, okay, they're going to want, of course they're going to want something else. Um, yeah. and i think that's depending on what that something else is that's how interested i am if i'm the avalanche
1: is it something that if if, if you're joe Sackick, are you at least picking up the phone and saying just out of curiosity
2: yeah i, I if he's not he's i don't feel like he's doing uh his job like group hour look like group hour has had half a season where it has not gone well here for him and there's no denying that there's no getting around that there's you know, there's no, Hey, he's, it it was one bad game. That's really hurting his numbers, really holding it. there's none of that anymore. No caveats, except it's only been half a year. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen him play very, very well um, for, for long stretches in his time in Washington. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, the guy had, the guy had a, a hundred career, you know, starts, ruling into his time in Denver so it wasn't you know which is a couple seasons worth as a starter if you're a starter.
1: Right. right. So,
2: it wasn't it wasn't like the guy had 30 games and it was all hoping and praying and projection. The real right. question is do you give up on the group hour thing that quickly?
1: Yeah, and well and, and, and cuz that's a thing that that you have to consider when cuz I I have seen people uh you know saying that the Avs should go pursue Bobrovsky. And that was the first thing that came into my mind is, well, you're going to have to give that dude a contract. You've already got 3000000 million-plus tied up for the next three years in, in Philip Grubauer. So so what do you do? Right. You know, it, it's just the Avs are, are... What sucks is the Avs are in a tough position right now because they've got two goaltenders who who, again, historically have been really good. And and they're beyond a slump. They've played both of them. And that's the issue is both of them have been horrendous for the last month and a half. And so you're in a tough spot because you got a lot of money tied up and and, uh, and 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 there really isn't much of a solution. The, the Pablo Fransoos thing uh, which which is the other one that I'm I'm seeing a lot of on Twitter? Okay, I, I, at the most I'd be comfortable with is you call him up, you give him a start, and it's a message start. Hey, you two, you haven't been good enough. But past that, unfortunately, as much as people don't want to hear this, your only option is to just ride this out because
2: yeah.
1: I, I I don't see any other way.
2: Yeah, and, and hey, maybe you maybe you ride this out. Like maybe you deal Varley. I think they should deal Varley. I've said it a thousand times on this show, they should deal Varley. Um maybe maybe you deal him and you really do give Fran a, a run uh and for the rest of this year, and then if that doesn't work out, then maybe you try and talk to Bob in free agency. Right? Mm-hmm. Like something. Yeah. Um That's that's kind of what i it's kind of what I, I would try to move on from Barley um, gets, get whatever you can get for him. And, and just, I, I feel like it's a relationship. That's not, it's not, it's not in a good place and it's not going to get any better. He knows, he knows right. the score. And yeah. you know, and if he can't, and if he can't stop pucks, it's just going to keep going up. So I just, I, I think that they should just okay. Hey, they tried this. They tried to get cute with it. Um, it, it has not gone particularly well. Uh, trade Varley. Get uh get a pick, whatever. Try to get try to get a decent AHL goaltender, so you're not totally screwing over the Eagles. Um, preferably like a youngish one that that can at least be, you know, you can at least say, hey, this is our third guy moving forward that we like. Um, I just, I think they got to I think it's time to go. Um, and and you give the rest of the year to Grubauer, and then if ultimately he just can't, if he just can't do anything with it, then uh, you you look to improve the position in the summer, um, and and you just eat the money on on Grubauer's deal for the next two years. So. so- it's a cold reality, man. But that's you don't that the, the, the abs have, have been building for too long, and have have invested r- too many resources in building up a roster that very has a very real chance to to take a big step forward in the next two years for for them to to get cute with the goaltending. They need to be cold blooded with it. They need to draw a hard line. They need to do whatever it takes to to solve that.
1: So how much how much longer do you let this do you let this go on?
2: Yeah, until the deadline.
1: So 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 you're saying that the Avs have by the deadline though, if this if this keeps up much longer, the deadline's gonna be irrelevant.
2: I mean, do you that's that's I I think they need to uh- I would be calling and trying to get, you know, I would be calling around and trying to see, hey, what's 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 the interest in Barley around the league today? And obviously, it's not going to be great. It's not and like you're not going to have teams who are like, oh, my God, he's played so well. You got to get this guy. But there's, so, I'm having a hard time believing that there's like no interest or there's no value at all there. Yeah. So So, I'm, I don't know, man.
1: You're you're comfortable turning the keys over to Grubauer for the remainder of the season.
2: Um, well, comfortable, obviously not, but that's, I mean, you've made an investment in the guy. See what you have, you know, quit, quit messing around with the guy that you're going to let walk at the end of the year. Right. Yeah.
1: All right, well let's uh, let's dump out and, and AJ. We're gonna come back for this last segment. We're gonna try to lighten the mood a little bit. It's uh, the the, the ABS fam is is in turmoil right now on on Twitter and on Reddit, all over the place. I'm getting texts nonstop for the last couple uh, uh, I, to the, the last twenty four hours. Everyone's just sending me the Sportsnet link uh, of, of the video, so so people are not having fun. So you and I are gonna. Maybe uh, maybe a little bit shorter segment. I know people don't like when we show our true personalities. We're going to try to have some fun, and uh, and and I'm I'm lining up some kind of just fun questions for you that we can uh, that we can talk about, and uh, we'll end the week on a on a happy note before the uh, before the watch party. If you're listening to this on Friday, it'll be tomorrow at the Colorado Keg House. Go to bsndenver.com. dot RSVP, let us know you're going to be there. We're giving away tickets. We're giving away BSN merchandise. It's going to be awesome. We really hope to see you guys there. But before we get to that, we're going to go to this break. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. We will be right back. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive are neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory,
2: and then a lot of the most common situations that that people are taking it are for pain.
0: That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Arthur, and the folks over at Elixinal's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out elixinol.com.
1: Third and final segment, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Jesse Montagna. I'm with AJ Haefeli. It's doom and gloom right now uh, in, in Avs land. So we got some fun, just kind of hockey questions that you and I can talk about. I've, I've got a handful of them. We'll see how many we get through here in, you know, 10 minutes, whatever. AJ, I'm, I'm going to dive right in.
2: What up, Doug? Are Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I don't know what's coming, so. Well, I know. Yes. That's the fun part of it. I am.
1: If... You could have dinner with any NHLer, past or present, dead or alive. Who would it be? Theo Fleury. Oh, great answer. My goodness. Great, great answer. Wow, I I can't even top that. That's great. Uh we all know why. Let's move on. Great Next. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Next yeah. question. Who was your favorite player growing up?
2: Non-ABS or ABS included? Anybody. Uh, Patty Waugh, my favorite hockey player of all time, which, of course, made my first ever NHL press conference in which he was the coach. Very weird for me. <laughs> um, uh, Favorite player growing up, Pavel Bure. Really? Yeah, Pavel Berry, and uh, Sergei Fedorov. Two of my two of my favorite players. Um my favorite uh non-Paddy Wah ab was Valerie Kaminsky. So I had a hard on for Russians as a kid without knowing they were Russian.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they uh Dude, I've I've always liked Russian players. I love the way they play. Everything's so
2: it's creative and it's high yeah. speed and it's and it's 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 awesome to watch. I mean, I just you know, I, I understand like there's more to the game than than just playing on offense and blah blah blah. But uh, you know, watching watching those guys and the way that they encourage creativity and they 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 play a beautiful version of the game. To me, to me they are they are Hockeys Brazil. <laughs>
1: One, I've said it on the show here before. One of my like favorite quotes of all time was Evgeny Kuznetsov talking about his first game in the NHL and him saying he remembers being so confused when he saw a player dump the puck in for the first time. And <clears throat> then he went to the bench and asked the coach, why did we give up possession? Like, that?" I don't know if it was in the game or if it was in practice or whatever. So why would we give up possession? Like, Oh, well you dump it in, you go, you know, grind it out and he was just so confused because yeah in in russia it is it's so fluid and it's like you said creative and and uh you know that's why the khl there's always insane highlights coming out of the khls because they're having fun i know you're not a big jersey person but when you think back of all the hundreds maybe even thousands of jerseys that have been in the nhl do you have a favorite?
2: Um The Fishermen.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Such All, an absurd jersey.
1: the nineties were a great era for jerseys. Were those? Just were those 90s?
2: A, uh gosh, I don't know if they were they might have been right at the end of the nineties. They were they were just so absurd. Honestly, they were, they were so silly looking. Um, I, I don't know. I thought they were so stupid. Yeah. And like, and that's like, that's why I liked them is I thought they were just absurd. They were ridiculous. I think if I had to pick one that wasn't like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but it's also awesome at the same time. uh, The Whalers. Oh,
1: great. Great Jersey. I, my. All time, all time favorite jersey uh, is the purple Mighty Ducks again from the '90s. I just I can't get enough of those. I love them.
2: I also really, really, really love uh, Carolina's current third, the black one oh. that I know a lot of people hate.
1: Really? Oh, I see. I, lo- yeah. I if you can execute a black jersey correctly. oh love it. It's great. Next question, what is your favorite hockey movie a j
2: oh it's weird we were just talking about this the other day um boy it's it's tough uh there's two that i that I love uh that are cut above the rest um but miracle and goon are both the ones that i just for different reasons
1: right right goon huh see i <sighs>
2: I love Goon. And I and like Goon for me is it's great for me because it's got it's it's got a little bit of a it's got it's got a sweet like romance story tied in, and if you know me, you, you know that I, that's my speed. Um, and it's yeah, and and it's a hockey movie, and it's it's got so much silly hockey culture in it, and I don't know, I just think it it and and jay barrishaw's character is just totally ridiculous <laughs> uh that he he just cracks me up because he's just so over the top yeah um i watched mystery alaska in vegas i like that movie too uh don't you know i'm not it's not like a favorite or anything i just think it's a it's an entertaining watch yeah it's a good one um
1: yeah see, I'm, yeah i'm I'm, so. I'm miracle through and through that's by a mile my favorite uh my favorite hockey movie. I it's awesome, man. It's just done so well. And you know, the whole true story thing and all that stuff, obviously. And um, you know, USA. USA all the way. Uh, next couple questions here. We have a unique job. This this is your this is your only job. What is your favorite
2: part of what you do, AJ? Um, honestly, I think it's just getting to go to the rink every day,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, um, covering the team. And I like, I like flying to other cities and, and getting to see other arenas, uh, see different fan bases, uh, see what it's like to be a fan of, you know, the St. Louis blues and the the Vegas golden Knights and what their game day atmosphere looks like and what the press boxes are like and what the arena feels like and you know the the kind of the buzz of the crowds on any given night and you know, just that stuff. I, I really like that stuff. I I didn't know I would like that stuff. Um I just I really like just kind of getting to be around the sport every day. And there's it's funny because um because I do talk, talk hockey for a living and I write about it and I make hockey friends along the way. Like I have friends who like, are like, Oh, well maybe we won't talk about hockey. Cause I know that you do that all day. And it's, and I'm just like, no, it's fine. Right. Like we can, we can talk hockey. I, I'm totally happy to do that. Right. Um, I, I just love what I do, man. Like i I really, I really, I love the sport. I love being in the sport and around it every day. I love talking to the guys. Um, you know, I love talking to the, you know the players and and kind of getting to know them and and being around them as they go through these journeys. You know, these are every season is a once in a lifetime opportunity for these guys, and to kind of just have a backstage pass to to history like this is it's it's really cool. Um, and it's it's hard for me uh, not to be romantic about the whole thing. You know, it's 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 special. And I just, I love being around it. I, I, I love at the end of games, you know, going down and, and standing in front of the glass and, uh, you know, you get to feel the energy of an arena, you know, whether it's a good game or a bad game, you just, you get, it's, it's a unique environment. And the fact that I get to call Pepsi center, my office 41 days out of the year is, is so cool. And, you know, and, and, having summers off isn't a bad gig. Uh, It's kind of cool, but we do work really hard during the year as well. And, and I think that part of it is fun. And, you know, and I like, I like interacting with the fans. Uh, You know, they, the, the people who listen to the show and they subscribe to the site and they leave comments and they do all like, they're so passionate about avalanche hockey and like, and, and even when I disagree and even when I get frustrated, um, You know, with all the difference, it all comes from a place of, I care so much about this thing. And I love that. Like, that's so cool that, you know, we should all be nerds about the things we care about the most. You know, all of our hobbies, we should take to the maximum. And I I feel like there's just so many people in the world that don't. That, you know, for whatever reason, they stop themselves short of pursuing more of their hobbies, more of the things that they're passionate about for whatever reason, you know, time, family constraints, you know, money, whatever, whatever it may be, you know, and I'm not saying they're illegitimate or anything like that. Just there are so many reasons that we don't. And I'm I'm lucky to be exposed to a lot of people who go all in on abs hockey. And that's what I love. You know, I, I, I love covering the team. I love covering – I love living in the city and I I love being around the sport all the time. It just it's such a special and and unique existence that I'm totally thankful for everything that I have.
1: Well if that doesn't get you feeling good, I don't know what will. If you if you don't if your heart's not smiling, you're made of tin. But now I'm gonna bring you crashing back down to earth by asking what your least favorite part of this job is.
2: Um I honestly You can't say I don't have one. No, there are things um I think dealing with the constraints of the job. Um PR staff don't let, won't let you do this or that, or, you know, whatever. Uh, It would be nice to have a little bit more freedom and a little less structure uh, to, to have conversations with the guys about lots of different things and to have more time, you know, like after, after a game, we get five minutes of a post game. I would, I would like, and, and we spend so much of that time getting quotes and, what did you see about this? And how do you, you know, what does it say about the team in this? And, you know, blah, 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 blah. I I would like to to get more, um, more of an opportunity to talk like X's and O's with everybody. Um, I would like to just get into more of the nuts and bolts of hockey, but it just doesn't feel like we have an ample amount of time to get into all that stuff. Uh, so i would say the i feel like the structure is a little too rigid and and at times a little too limiting um, i also don't like the ebbs and flows of the nhl schedule and and how that kind of impacts my day-to-day life like right now adrian's on the road the avs are on the road um and so i'm kind of just hanging out at home every day doing whatever you know and i'm staying busy but it's different you know i'm i've they've been home and so I've become accustomed to a certain rhythm, you know, practice at 1130 or 11 and then uh, write a story and then come home and then I'm good for the day and then record a podcast. And then the next day is game day. You go to morning skate, you write a story, afternoon nap, cover the game, write a bunch of stories, do a podcast, go to bed, wake up the next day, practice in that rhythm. You know, that's it's just it, you get into it and uh, it's hard to do when the the ebbs and flows you know, I'll, I'll go, you know, at the end of this month, we go 11 days between abs games mm. um, because of the all-star break and the, ba- and the bye week being combined. And that I can guarantee you during that 11 days, I will be the laziest dude on the planet. And when they come back, it's going to get geared up immediately. And I'm going to be like, and I'm going to be a whiny punk about it for a day or two. <laughs> and then I'll get, I'll get back into it and it'll be fine. But that's the 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 rigidity of the structure of of access and uh, the uh, ebbs and flows of the NHL schedule, which are sometimes just so silly. Like right now, why are they have? Why do they have two days off after playing back to back after a three day break? Why couldn't they have had a two day break and you know you split up the games? Mm-hmm. And they don't have to play you know back to back and you know whatever. Like it's just like come on, man. Like what was the point of that?
1: Right. My last question for you, AJ, before we get out of here. All year, there there, there are small events going on within the NHL all year long. What is your favorite hockey day of the year?
2: Draft day. I had a
1: feeling that was what you were going to say.
2: I just, it it used to be UFA day because it shaped the league. Um, But now that I've covered a couple of drafts, It's it also shapes the league, but it's cool to see you literally have every single decision maker in the NHL is right in front of you. You have the entire uh, throng of media is right is right there with you. You guys are all there. Uh, It's great for meeting people. It's cool for the networking. It's cool for, you know, you watch your team's future gets shaped the the league uh, uh the league's future is shaped by decisions these guys make and then on on just kind of a you know a human level um it's one thing to watch on tv and to see these guys uh come out of the stands and all that but it's another to be in the arena and then these guys get their names called and their families who have been with them for you know 18 years through this journey of theirs And and their friends that they grew up with and their closest. Imagine, I mean, imagine it's it's like graduation day for them, Mm -hmm. right? Like, because they don't they don't have a regular high school graduation or whatever. Most of them, that's that's like their graduation, where they get to walk literally walk across the stage and somebody hands them something. (laughs) And it's so cool to see. And you have players from all around the world, like you have European players from all different countries that come and they sit in the stands and they just wait to hear their name called. And it's stressful. Uh, You know, like we talked to uh, Eustace Anand in last year and he talked about, Oh God, I'm so glad it's over. You know, it was really stressful to be to, to the the whole week, not knowing what was going to happen. I'm glad it's over. I don't want to do it again, but I'm happy. I went through the process. I'll never forget it. And like, that's awesome. Like, these kids, these kids are creating memories that they will they, they will cherish for the rest of their lives, no matter what happens, that they will they will have accomplished something that very, 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 very few people in the world ever do. And at such a young age, and it's so cool, is it's really just it's awesome to see the dreams being realized in front of you. It's it's very, very cool, and and, and it's satisfying on a human level. And you know, it's a little little heartwarming. You get to see that stuff. So, uh, and and like the league, like the whole shape of the league is determined by what teams do on that day. So, I think it's awesome. Um, draft day is a lot of fun. Um, I'm b- both of them, and it's just it's it's a huge adrenaline rush, as you might remember.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I mean, one of my what will be all time favorite memories is, is in the later rounds on the second day. Yeah. Being able to watch, uh, yeah, just the families in the stands. Cause as the, as the days tick away, you start to get worried and, and it's just that relief and, uh, no, I'm right there with you. It's being there is, is a completely different experience that should be on everyone's bucket list. Go to a draft, sit there through both days. It, it really is. It's, uh, it's, it's totally worth it. I, uh, it's on my bucket list to, to go to one, not, not working it. I've only worked one, but, uh, just because, you know, I, I now see, you know, there is a lot of running back and forth and, and it would be awesome just to sit there and take in every last minute of one. This was supposed to be a short segment, but AJ's a big sap, uh, regardless of, of how many watermelons he crushes between his thighs after abs losses. And, uh, <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. Aj, let's get out of here. I, I think um, ho- all jokes aside, I loved all your answers, and 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 I think that'll maybe um, hopefully lift some people up here that are that are that are sad about the ABS. Like I said, you guys, we will be holding a watch party tomorrow, watching the ABS play the Canadians. We are going to be at the Colorado Keg House in Broomfield. Please make sure you get out. Come hang out with us. We're going to be giving away tickets, BSN merchandise, all sorts of stuff. Go to bsndenver.com and RSVP right now, and we will see you guys there. For AJ Haefeli, I'm Jesse Montano. This has been the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Thank you guys all so much for listening.